Hey everyone, my name is Jess and I'm the host of today's show, Pep Talk Time. Over the last five years, I've entered many different seasons of life. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm my own boss, but most importantly, I'm just me. In my very short but fulfilling life, I have realized that my passion is to help others build a life based on purpose. And best of all, remind you that no matter what season of life you are in, you are not alone. As always, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So hang tight because I have a message that I need to share with you today. Thanks so much for being here and remind yourself, you got this. Guys, thank you so, 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 so much for joining me tonight because I am so, so, so excited about this new launch of this new series. If you tuned in a couple weeks ago, you know that a message was put on my heart. Yep, you got it. A message to share other people's stories. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing tonight. And I am so beyond excited because we are going to be sitting down with my friend, Erin. I think especially as a mom, as a woman just in general, we go through so many different seasons of life. But sometimes we do not expect emotions that kind of come along in those seasons to kind of just come to surface. Something that's so different about my friend Erin is that she has literally overcome so many different obstacles as being a mom. Currently right now, she's a stay-at-home military mama. She runs her own small business, Sensi, and she was raised in Connecticut. However, because of the Navy, because her husband has such a servant heart, they have such a servant heart, she's been transplanted to Virginia. As a new mom, I know myself that there are many times where I have felt lonely, but Erin has overcome so many different struggles. I'm so excited to share Erin's story, and hopefully she can relate to someone else out there. So stay tuned and buckle up. Aaron is amazing. First off, thank you so, so much for just being able to get on the phone, you know, tonight and just kind of talk to some of the people that obviously listen into pep talk time. Um, But I think your story in particular is just as I kind of shared with you earlier, I think there's just so many other women out there that can really just kind of relate to you. Um, And I know I've kind of already introduced you a little bit. But if you wouldn't mind, Erin, just introducing yourself a little bit and just kind of telling us a little, little bit about your life and kind of what your four walls look like right now. (sighs) Well, (laughs) put that into a description. Um, Well, my life is chaos. I am a mom of a beautiful 10-month-old boy, but he is crazy. (laughs) And the twist to it all is my husband has been deployed since February um, with the Navy. So we got stationed in November to Virginia. So I uprooted everything I've ever known. Um, from Connecticut and we went down there packed up and you know got settled and then he left in February so I came back to Connecticut um, so I wouldn't completely go crazy with yeah. a baby on my own with nobody around um, but it's just I mean I hate the term single mom because I'm not I'm married mm-hmm. you know I have my husband he's just off working yeah. Um, yeah. so a lot of the time I see like I'm part of the Facebook group with the other wives and a lot of people refer to it as like solo parenting. Mm -hmm. So we're not single, but we're on our own right now. Um, So, I mean, there's no better word to describe it than chaotic. (laughs) The struggles of parenthood are hard enough. Um, To do it by yourself is Mm -hmm. it's a challenge, but 
yeah you know, we love our babies and we do whatever we have to do for them and you know I love my husband and I support his decision in, in the military so it's you know we signed up for it um doesn't make it any easier but yes gotta get through it I need to first off and I know so many people listening are probably feeling the same way but I just want to thank you and your family and your husband just for the sacrifice that all of you guys are making. I mean, I know your son is so young, um, but it's real. It's reality for you right now. You know, you're mm-hmm. in the trenches. And like you said, you are being a super supportive wife, but I am sure there are days where you're like, Oh my goodness. Like in a sense, what did I get myself into? Um, oh, yeah. Because I think even in general, sometimes in motherhood, like I say it all the time, even with my son, I, I think like our boys, they sound very alike. Um, but I just think in general, like there's, there's, there, there's already, so much chaos and like as I was saying to you before we kind of got on this call is your situation literally is just it's magnified like everything Mm -hmm. in your life right now is so magnified so really quick obviously you have already shared kind of where you are right now but I gotta ask you like what was your life like before motherhood like before you've made this commitment to marriage and even before you getting into marriage like what did your life look like before you became a mom in a sense Um, well, I spent a lot of time working. I was working as much as I possibly could, um, until I I was working as a a nursing assistant for about 10 years. And then I decided to take the next step and I became a nurse. Um, and I met my husband. Well, actually, you know, funny story, if I can get (laughs) off topic real quick. So he has been in the military technically since I believe, and he might kill me if I'm wrong, but I believe 2009, um, he was in the army and believe it or not, all the way back then, um, a girlfriend of mine had shared a website that she found called adoptausoldier.org. Um, I think it was, and basically you go on and you, you become pen pals. Like they connect you with, um, soldiers overseas and, Joe, my husband, happened to be one of the guys that we got connected with, and it was nowhere romantic. Um, <laughs> this is yeah, like I mean, something out of I, a movie. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was a cool friendship. Like, he was raised, born and raised in, well, he was born in Germany on a military base, actually. Um, but he was raised in Connecticut, not far from where I grew up. So we had made these plans, like me and my girlfriends and him and a couple of his guy friends from, you know, home up in Westbrook. He had said, oh, well, you know, when I come home from deployment, I'll be on leave so we can hang out. (laughs) So, of course, me, we were up. He lived in Westbrook at the time. So I had remembered that he had lived in the area and my girlfriend and I were up at the Clinton outlets and I was like, oh, well, I think he's home. Let's call him. And he didn't answer my phone call. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Isn't it so funny how, like, leading up to big changes in our life, like, we remember all the details. I love it. Yes. And I hold it against him to this day. Like, he's always like, no, I was at Six Flags with my friends. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. I called you and you you blew me off. (laughs) But fast forward, you know, however many years, we lost touch until 2015 he was actually married um I was in a committed relationship but they were both I mean his marriage and and my relationship were kind of failing and we both knew it but we didn't really know how to get out of it and we ended up being each other's I mean I don't want to say that we broke up for each other but we ended up being each other's out in a way um and we started talking the first thing I said to him when he messaged me was aren't you married like I was totally like nope yeah what's happening what the heck is happening yeah 
but then, you know, it was history after that. We got engaged like six months later, married another wow. couple months after that. Yeah, we got engaged in September. We were married a couple days before our one year anniversary together. Um, so it was a whirlwind of a romance. Yeah. And the rest is history. That's I mean, amazing. But you know what? Oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's so, oh, it's so weird. Oh, it's so weird. And it's so true. And I try to say that, like, even for a lot of people that will ask me, like, certain marriage things or whatnot, I am no expert by any means. But I will definitely say one thing it is so true. When you know, you know. Every relationship takes so much work, don't get me wrong, but it's funny because my husband and I were literally in the same situation. We met in college, and he was dating someone, I was dating someone, but when you know, you know, you know, so it's so true, but I need to ask you is because obviously, as you share, like, he's kind of already come come from this, you know, military background, his family's been in the service, you know, like, it just sounds like this was a plan in a sense, was, I mean, would you agree, like, this was kind of always going to be him? in a sense like as far as oh yeah it's, it's who he is yeah yeah so it's, I'm, it's who I'm he is completely so curious to hear like did that ever cross your mind like when it came to a family or did you already know that, like this is the man you're marrying and no matter what you were going to make it work in the beginning when marriage was finally on the table um we had talked about it back and forth about you know if he was going to re-enlist because he didn't find yeah a purpose you know he was happy in his life he was happy to be able to be around his friends and you know whatever but he just he went from dead-end job to dead-end job and it was never good enough he always had some kind of reasoning as to why he was going to switch jobs again and that was a struggle I mean early on with marriage we wanted to get our own I mean we were renting an apartment at the time and like we had bills to pay and when you get married those bills become both of yours oh my you know so that was a struggle so initially we had talked about it as being a possibility just for stability purposes and it didn't cross my mind you know yeah at that point about a family because we were just newly married and we weren't ready for anything yet I was just becoming a nurse and you know establishing myself in my career there were things that we wanted to do um but we tossed the idea around a couple times and then he decided against it and then one day we started talking about it again and then he just did it. And then it became kind of real. Like when he started the whole process, it took about a year, I believe for him to get back um, enlisted. Um, and at that point, you know, discussing, he wanted to go for Navy SEAL. And I was like, eh, no, that's never going to happen because in the future, when we do have kids, you know exactly so I won't be able to deal with that yeah and and it's it's funny because you can kind of hear in the timeline of your story of and I I gotta commend you so much because and I think I know obviously tonight like I know we're sharing about kind of the struggles and sometimes that we can go in mother it that happen in motherhood but also in your situation in particular but I really need to give you a round of applause and I want other people out there especially other women and other men out there to realize that and I think this is so important in in marriage is to really support someone else when they're in pursuit of their own purpose and I think that that is such a hard thing sometimes to do as the significant other that's maybe not running for their purpose but even I mean I can speak on on my behalf and on my husband's behalf I mean I've been self-employed for six years now you know and it's definitely mm-hmm. has never always been easy to be a dreamer in a sense you know there it, it, it's right. not always easy 
to run towards your purpose. But I think it's so important in a marriage, you know, to really just be that backbone when someone else needs you to be. And I, I thank you so much for that sacrifice because I know it's not an easy one. Um, and I can imagine that as you're talking right now, you can already hear that your wheels started to kind of turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I go off on some tangents. This is, this is far and few in between for me to have an adult conversation. Oh, yeah, I know, right? You're like looking at your kids like, are you ever going to talk back to me right now? Probably not. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. So it's amazing, though. So so you're kind of going through this and he kind of stumbles upon like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then mm-hmm. when did you find out that you were pregnant? Oh, this is great. Um, I found out I was pregnant January and he left for the Navy on January 29th. (laughs) Wow. So you barely even really had time to process and like celebrate in a sense, all the emotions that you were feeling. Yep. Um, I was at work and I took a pregnancy test because I was convinced. Um, and I FaceTimed him because I felt so guilty that it turned out it turned out to be positive and he wasn't there to see it. Um, and it was kind of crazy. I mean, I thought I was going to pass out at the, at the same time of being so extremely excited but scared. And, you know, all the emotions that come with finding out you're pregnant when you, I mean, we weren't against it happening, but we weren't mm-hmm. in the ideal place. But, I mean, I don't really think that there is an ideal time. Yes, um, yes, it's so good because either were we and I think – I mean, even some friends that I talk to, you know, some people I'll hear, oh, I'm not ready for parenthood or we're not, you know, in that, you know, situation. And I I don't know if I can be a mom right now. And I always try to share with people like, you're really never ready. Like there is no book, no mindset, no nothing that will ever get you prepared for what's to come. Because I even think, I mean, maybe you're different and I know I'm kind of like way skipping ahead, but I know for me, even after Thomas arrived, it wasn't until like, like after month one month two started kind of coming where I was like whoa like this is life I think for me my my biggest you know and and I'm excited to kind of hear where you where you are in your own journey I think I started to realize like wow like there is no such thing as my old life anymore when it came to like me running into the bank to go deposit something or me running into the grocery store like everything now took so much longer like there was no like just quick decision and, and go No, everything has to be planned. Somebody told me, I found it hysterical. Somebody told me it was a mom that must have created (laughs) (laughs) drive-thrus. It's so true because it's like, okay, well, if we need to go anywhere, we need to get the baby in the car. We need to get the diaper bag packed. We need to make sure we have bottles. We have to make sure that they're changed. We have to get them buckled. Hopefully we can drive somewhere without them screaming in the back seat for five minutes. Oh my god. And then we have to take them out and go and do what we have to do. It's such a process. It's a beautiful, chaotic process. Oh my god. (laughs) Like those two words mesh perfectly together when you describe motherhood. I absolutely (laughs) freaking love it. But okay, so now so you're you find out you're pregnant. What is like so I, I know you said that you're kind of experiencing two different emotions. You're really excited, but you're really nervous. Explain to me what you were excited about and explain to me what you were nervous about. I was nervous um because there's no taking that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you see that positive and it's like, oh my gosh, like that's that's real. And a human is going to come out of me in nine months. Like there's, 
there's no preparing yourself mentally for that mm-hmm. where you have to take on the responsibility of raising a life. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't remember, or at least I don't remember growing up like from the early, early. Yeah. Oh my God. I would say my so life. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> remember that. There. My mom was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how am I going to raise from day one when I don't know what it takes? Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it's, it's that rule book, the instruction manual that they just don't give. Yeah. It's and so it's, true. You know, it was just the reality of, okay, you know, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so excited. I mean, there's no greater blessing in the world than being a mom. And, yeah. you know, as much as I loved being a nurse, being a mom is the best job I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that is what I wake up every morning and that is my purpose. You know, yeah. that, that is what I'm supposed to be doing. It really is such an amazing title that you're able to take on because you realize, I think I know for me after becoming a mom, I've realized that the way I'm serving my community now and this world is by raising this human and making sure that he knows that he can do amazing things in this world and care for him and everything. Like it is just, I mean, like you said, there is just so much imperfection and so much beauty in one thing. It's, it's absolutely unexplainable, but I, I want you to dive into the emotions as you became a mom, but not only as you became a mom, but a mom in your particular situation, because I think the loneliness of motherhood is not spoken about. And I, I wish, I wish so badly. I mean, we've all heard the terms of postpartum depression and things like that, but mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really prepares you. And I, I, to be honest, I don't even think there's words that I could ever prepare someone else to feel that way. But I also think it's something really important to help other women understand that one, there are going to be those feelings Two, It's okay to have those feelings. Don't feel guilty that you feel lonely and that your, you know, infant right. isn't entertaining you in a sense. You're not a bad mom because <laughs> you feel bored or you're lonely right. and you're depressed. And how the heck are you dealing with all that? I mean, walk me through like how you're entering that and, and some of the things that maybe you kind of struggled with yourself. Um, I, let's see it. I don't even know like how to put it into words. It is so lonely on some days, but at the same time, it's like, I have to be strong for my baby. And I think my biggest thing is I am always needed. And I say that in those words because I listened to your podcast with TJ, the episode um, where you guys talked about parenting and how it changed your relationship and how that was, you know, one of, if not the lowest point in your relationship was when you became parents because of all the new struggles that came along with it. And I am facing those same problems, but my husband is thousands of miles away um, on a time difference. His day is my night. So we only have a few hours, you know, of time where we can actually communicate with each other. And the loneliness is so real. Um, You know, I can talk to him. Uh, We text and video chat as much as we can, but the service isn't fantastic. Um, But even still, like, we can text each other all day. And it's not, it's not a conversation. And I, I actually just had this conversation with him the other day where it's like, 
I can't hold it against him because he's struggling too. This isn't just hard for me, but we have two very different struggles. And, you know, it's hard for me to go day to day where I feel like we're in two different books. Yes. You know, it's not that we're on a different page. We're on, we're in two different books right now. Like my world and his world are so different. Like he, he was gone my entire pregnancy and then he was home just for the delivery of the baby for 14 days. And then he left again. Um, so he spent maybe a total of two months with our son. And he's almost a year old. Um, so he really does not have the same perspective as mm-hmm. I do. He doesn't see the struggles that I go through every day to be able to send him the pictures of our son smiling or the same videos. It's like, there's so much work to get that one picture. You know, he doesn't know that maybe five minutes prior to that adorable picture of him smiling, he was throwing an absolute fit for no reason, or he was fighting me to go down for a nap or he wasn't feeling well. And like in my case now he's teething. And he slept like crap the past couple of days. And I am just so exhausted. And I don't have that break where other moms can be like, hey, I need you to take five. I I just need you to take the baby for five minutes. I just need to breathe. It's like I'm not able to. I'm not able to get a break. And I don't want to sound ungrateful because there's women out there who can't have children at all. And my son is, like I said before, my greatest blessing. and, And I will do whatever. But it doesn't stop ever. Like, <laughs> it doesn't you, stop you don't ever. Stop. I mean, yeah, you don't feel it, like you're human. So you're going to have these emotions where it's like you're completely frustrated. You're completely overwhelmed. Like sometimes I just cry. And I, to be honest, I, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. Um, I had anxiety and depression prior to pregnancy. And then I was off my medications while I was pregnant. And for a long time after, probably like a good six, seven months, I didn't need any of my medication. I felt great. But then it started setting in. So I know, obviously, and I I thank you so much for just being so vulnerable and kind of sharing, um, you know, just the fact that you were diagnosed with postpartum depression and kind of that really dark time in your life, because as I kind of share before, I don't think it's something that enough moms kind of talk about. Um, And in a sense, like, I think sometimes we feel a little bit shameful for feeling that way. I know I have. Um, Anytime that I have felt sad, especially if I'm around Thomas, like you said, you know, like, oh, my goodness, he's my biggest blessing. Why am I feeling this way? And it's almost in a sense, like your frustration can sometimes get the best of you even for just having it. So walk me through, like, just how you're feeling, like, what even made you realize, like, wow, maybe I am like reverting back to some of those like anxious ways that I had prior towards, you know, Roman. Um, I think the biggest thing was I wasn't, I wasn't leaving the house. And that to me is, that's my number one, like, okay, take a step back. What's going on with you? Because, I mean, you want to experience the world with your baby. There's so many new things that they can experience. And, I mean, why wouldn't you want to get out and and do things? And I, there were days where I wouldn't even get to shower. I mean, that's just motherhood. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't shower. I wouldn't get dressed for the day. I wouldn't even get him dressed for the day. 
And, you know, I decided to be proactive um, rather than wait it out and see, um, which unfortunately I feel like a lot of women do because like you said, it's not talked about. And a lot of the times people or women, especially with postpartum, it, they try to keep it to themselves because I feel like as soon as our, as soon as we find out we're pregnant, our life changes. Like, of course it changes for the dads too, but for women, it's like, okay, I have to change how I'm eating. I have to change how, or, you know, how I'm sleeping. I have to change everything about me to facilitate, you know, a a healthy environment for my baby to grow and develop. It starts from day one when you have that positive pregnancy test, like it just changes for women. And we instantly have to be strong and we instantly have to be, you know, in control because we are responsible for this life. And I think a lot of women are afraid to let that guard down and, and be vulnerable and be open. And especially with, you know, the stigma against mental health in the world, just as a whole, um, I feel like makes women even more scared to speak out. Um, with postpartum for me, again, like I said, it was more proactive on my end because I started noticing that familiar activity that I had prior to pregnancy, um, when I was on medication or the reason why I got on medication. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I just wanted to be strong for my baby and I can't be a good mom if I'm not. Boom. Oh my, you know, I do not mean to cut you off, but boom like boom baby like that is yep that right there is like the magic sauce and and what makes you say like it's okay not to be perfect but soon as I realize that I don't have to be perfect and I just need to be me like I just need to show up and just be the best me possible that's when like you become the mom that your baby needs you to be versus trying to fit into this perfect mold of being like, okay, this is what motherhood's supposed to be. And this is what I'm seeing from everyone else. And this is how this mom's doing it. So this is what I need to do. I think that is literally the magic sauce that literally makes you realize like, wow, if, if I am, if I have these certain habits that I'm starting to follow, like, what is that as soon as Roman gets older, or as soon as Thomas gets older, like, what is that showing them, you know, and right. I know for myself that that's always been something that I've always really held so dear to my heart is, okay, if it, are these actions are these things that I would want for my own children. And I think it's something that as mothers, like you said, we do try to be so strong for them. But it's also sometimes just taking that ownership of being like something's not right. And it's okay that it's not right. But I also want to work on making it better for me and right. for them. Right. I think everything, everything that we do as moms now, you know, we have to think of our child first. And, you know, I have to say, I'm, I'm always amazed at how much Roman has changed my life for in a positive aspect. You know, we as moms are the world to our baby, you know, because we're all that they know as far as like their mommy. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 29 years old and I've struggled my entire life with self-confidence and, and self-esteem. And I've always worried about what other people thought of me. And it wasn't until I had Roman that I finally changed that. And I started to love myself because there's enough bullies in the world. My son does not need to be brought up around somebody who bullies themselves. And I started wearing shorts (laughs) 
I, which is such a huge accomplishment for me because I never, never wore shorts. And I'm actually sitting in shorts right now. Yes, mama. <laughs> well, I like, but it's, I, but it's, it's amazing how you're saying that because it's so true. Like the babies yeah. that are given to us are the babies that we need. Yes. Like, yes. All it's so crazy. Because Thomas is absolutely everything and it's okay for me to say he's absolutely everything that I'm not like he definitely lives on the edge I totally play it safe like he has totally granted me that experience in life where like it's okay to be flexible Jess like you don't have to write everything in stone it's okay to go with the flow and to do something totally new and I love it so much because like you said it's, it has basically, you've basically as a mother have been introduced into an entirely different version of yourself that you've never met before that you didn't even know was there. I mean, let me ask you while you were pregnant, you know, and and I know that we're really talking a lot also about the relationship between you and your husband and now with having your gorgeous son, but did you expect any of this? Like, what did you expect when you were pregnant? Like, did you expect to ever have postpartum depression or, or any of those types of feelings or even to learn so much about yourself? Not at all. I mean, I, I was worried about postpartum just because, you know, if you have it prior to pregnancy, you're more prone to it. Um, so I, I always had my, my guard up for that. And I was always on high alert for that. Um, but I didn't expect the positive changes in me because if anything, I mean, your body changes after you have a child anyway. And a lot of women, even if they're so comfortable with themselves prior to pregnancy, after you have a baby, there are stretch marks. There is, you know, that little area in your belly that you sometimes just can't get rid of. You can't get your nails done or your hair done or your eyebrows waxed as frequently as you want to. Like you, you aren't perfect anymore in, in your eyes. You know, like I used to get my nails done every two weeks and I was bleach blonde hair and, you know, I always did things for me. And as soon as I became a mom, it's not about me anymore. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with painting my own nails. I'm okay with I dyed my hair back to its natural color and I throw it in a bun every day because my son pulls on it. Otherwise. <laughs> I love it. It's so, you know, it's just one of those things where like it caught me by surprise, but I'm so grateful because it, I'm, I'm like freed from myself. It's exhausting to hate yourself. It's exhausting to constantly worry about, you know, what other people think of you. And it's exhausting to die of heat stroke every summer because you don't want to wear shorts. I am just living life now because, you know, I I want my son to be able to grow up and be like, wow, my mom's a, excuse my language if I can't swear. My mom's a badass. I love it. Swear, like, girl, I love it. I love it. Own it. Like, I I don't want him to grow up and, and be that kid where he sees me putting myself down or he sees me constantly tugging at my clothes, feeling self-conscious. Like I don't care what, you know, anybody thinks at this point, of course, I don't want to repulse people, but (laughs) like like, I'm happy married. I have a beautiful son. Like I don't need anybody else's approval. I have all the approval that I need. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's freeing. It's freeing to be able to just be me and be the best version of me. And I'm far from perfect. And my son loves me 
and that's all no matters. matter what and that's all that matters. right and I love it right. so much and one thing that I think is so unique and I think as people sometimes we always like want what we don't have I just think that that's sometimes like as humans like we always want what we don't have but I think what we also need to realize and I'm trying to like put the exact words into this to kind of make it make sense but I know in my head I'm like I, I have this message that I want to share but <laughs> I think I think we all at the end of the day when we don't have what we realize at the end of the day is that what we have is like what we need to help us level up in life like help us get to where we want like for example your situation it's very unique in the fact that your husband is not there your husband has maybe spent two months with your son you are not you know, the, the typical, you know, four walls that a lot of people are. However, it's maybe what you needed in order to level up. It's what you needed. You needed that time between you and your son to help you realize, like, this is who I'm meant to be. I am not meant to be insecure. Because for all we know, if your husband was fully present, if your husband wasn't pursuing his purpose, if you guys hadn't sacrificed all of that, all of that growth in between would never have led you here. Like, that is what blows my mind sometimes is, have you ever felt like, oh, I wish I had that, but then maybe you kind of realize, like, wow, like, because of this situation, like, I am where I am now? Yeah, all the time. I, especially when my husband's going to kill me if he listens to this. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) But, like, especially the moments when my friends are telling me about, like, their arguments with their husbands or how they're not helping with the baby or this, that, and the other thing. It's like, well, I don't have that problem. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, we just kind of cut all that crap out. Like, I'm just doing it all right now. I love it so much. I love it, Erin. Like, you are such a powerhouse and the sacrifices that you make as a mom, as a wife, like, as just, I I don't even think you realize, like, how big of an impact the choices that you are right now are going to make on other people is because I know there's other women that are going to listen to this that are going to feel those struggles. And I think the fact that you have freed yourself in so many areas of life, but also because of your very unique circumstance of living in that chaos and, and just kind of accepting it. You know, I think maybe, maybe it kind of sounds like for the first time in your life, that anxiety, you have allowed it to just turn you, turn you and blossom you into a person that you've always wanted to be. And I think that that is so empowering. And I think it's, it's something that a lot of people want to do, but I don't think enough of us, including myself in certain situations have had that courage to do so. So I am giving you a huge hug, you know, through this podcast right now. <laughs> I think you are a badass and I know your son is going to think that way. And I know all your future babies to come, if you want more or whatnot, you are going to literally leave such an impact on this world. And I appreciate you so much because you're not just a mom. You're not just a business owner. You're not just a wife. You're just like you. And I love it so much. And you're just owning who you are. And What's something that if you were, if there was another woman out there that was in a very, very similar situation as you, or maybe felt lonely or just felt like they, they couldn't free themselves and they're just kind of getting into this role of motherhood. What, what advice would you give them? Um, breathe, <laughs> breathe, collect yourself and it's okay. It's all going to be fine. There is a plan that is greater than us in in whatever higher power you may or may not believe in whatever there is a plan and it will work out be the best that you can be for that baby and keep it moving i mean 
at this point, you, you can't dwell on things. It's, it's easy to get lonely, even if your husband isn't away like mine is, you know, but mm-hmm. you just gotta, you gotta fight for your child. You gotta, you just gotta keep pushing and remember that you matter too. And you need to take care of yourself in whatever way that is in order to be the best mom that you can be. So keep your head up high and just keep rocking it. I love that so much, Erin. And I think it's so true is sometimes as moms, we just need to remember like that whole saying, like this too shall pass. Like, absolutely. Like you said, there's some days where you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, is it bedtime yet? Like oh. what's happening? And I think, and I love that you said loneliness comes in so many forms. There's not one form of loneliness that just kind of explains it all. You know, you could have a million people in your life and still feel really, really lonely. And I think accepting that you feel that way and willing to fight through that um, and seeking help in whatever way that could be, whether that's new, new other new people, new moms, whatever it might be, or seeking help through a professional, like there's so many different areas. And I thank you so much for just getting on the phone and sharing your heart with us. I appreciate you so much. Is there any last thing that you kind of want to leave us with a quote a feeling anything? I'm ready for bed. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that I, girlfriend. I love it so it has been a day <laughs> well you go get some shut eye girl once again i say thank you so much aaron and as we always say here you got this thank you so much everyone thank you so much bye aaron <laughs> bye Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight to Pep Talk Time with me, Jess, as your host. As you heard it from my friend, Erin, she is amazing. She's literally superwoman. I don't know how she does it, but I love her for it. One thing that I love so much about Erin is that she has turned her mess into her message. That's the beautiful thing about this life, guys, is that when we are given chaos, we are able to turn that chaos into something beautiful. So next time you're feeling overwhelmed, next time you're doubting why you are where you are, remember that those particular circumstances right now, that particular situation can free you of so many things in life. It is going to help you grow. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight as we kick off this new series. I am so excited to share even more stories with you. So stay tuned and share this podcast if you love it. Like it, comment, subscribe. We thank you so much and have a great night.